welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tomfoolery, starring Jerry Springer with Gene Galvin and me, I am Maria Corelli. We are recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience here in Folk School Coffee Parlor of Ludlow, Kentucky. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Jerry Springer! Wow. Unbelievable. Hey, we had a, a kind of an emergency oh. today, you did, uh, because we've been talking. And because of a project I'm working on, we're not going to talk about it this episode, uh, I couldn't pick up Jerry as I normally do and bring him down here and then take him out and buy him dinner. I was just to pay for it and then drive him back home. <laughs> I had to come here all the way from the hotel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about a mile. <laughs> well, it really, it's about a mile. It's well, about a mile. And what if it rained? In fact, it is. <laughs> a severe thunderstorm. But, so, uh, Jerry's on the phone. How do I do that? I don't know how to get there. And what, what do you do? Who do I call? My mom's not around anymore. I don't know. I don't know. So that I would said, be Dude, such a you? nice surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would make my day. So, Maria, yeah. yeah, your mom and Bobby Kennedy come yeah. back. That'll be unbelievable. Hey, uh, Maria, he's so, never heard of like Uber. That's Lyft. hilarious. You never heard of that. Really? Well, so I thought I, it was a guy's name. Uber. Yeah, some German guy or something. Yeah. <laughs> you thought some guy named Uber came Uber. and picked you up. Yeah, that's some one guy. He just drove all around like the Santa country. Like Santa Claus, Maria's like all Santa. over the world. Modern day Santa. No, Uber, Uber means over. <laughs> Uber means over. Oh, that, yeah. It's like Deutschland oh, really? Uber. Whoops. <laughs> but you used to, yeah. In, so, in history, Deutschland Uber alles. Ah, that's okay. a bad guy used to say that. Oh. Is that right? But Uber means over. Okay. So I always well, thought people just said, I'm over. Well, yeah. how, how was your first Uber ride? I didn't have it yet. I took a taxi oh. cab this way. And then and, he... And, but I'm going to Uber he, back. And Maria, he has gotcha. no idea. He does not have the app. He <laughs> does, or did Jenna, your assistant, Jenna, put the my app assistant, on? God okay. bless her. She put it on my phone yesterday. All right, he has? So I now... Hey, first of all, that's hilarious. Jerry Springer has Uber on his phone. You, do you have Uber on your flip phone? Yeah, on his yeah. flip phone. <laughs> Uh, we've joked about that before, yeah. but Jerry no. uses a no. That's why I just didn't even know it worked that way. Well, do you need a phone? I just stand on the corner and go Uber, Uber. <laughs> so he's get a car. So I, because I, uh, of this project I'm working on, I talk about that on a different episode. But Maria, you gotta hook him up when this is over. You yeah. have to take yeah. his phone. Okay. You and have you to push get... the Uber okay. button. Need a ride. <laughs> You have to be there so he doesn't get in the wrong car. Yeah, how do I know what car to get in? I mean, they'll have, like, usually they have a little, you know, insignia on the car that says Lyft or Uber. Oh, okay. And then usually they'll, like, pull up right where where you are, and then you kind of give them a little awkward wave, and you get in yeah. the car. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, always yeah. that awkward wave. And This is the you... night Jerry Springer gets kidnapped by, yeah. a, hey. <laughs> by a random person. <laughs> Can you imagine? Luck, it's going to be some woman driving by. I yeah. wave, she stops, <laughs> and I get arrested. <laughs> that, yeah. That's the story of my life. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh-huh. This yeah. is a setup. Yeah, I'm not uh-huh. doing Uber. You guys are trying to set me yeah, up. Yeah, that's how it happened. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> In Kentucky, for yeah, Oh, sure. That's how it happened. Hey, um... <laughs> Imagine this, some Uber driver, for real, is going to stop and pick him up, and it's going to be freaking Jerry Springer <laughs> with, a, with Uber on his phone. Watch it be some, like, some like 
18 year old or someone who like doesn't even oh don't <laughs> even know who he is yeah. there goes his tip <laughs> yeah. hey, i don't even know who he is who are you <laughs> hey uh so you you got to help him get okay. the ride now jerry on the uber app you'll see when you when the driver you've selected comes yeah. there'll be a picture of the car oh. and the person so that also helps you know yeah. not to get in the wrong car or have, to make any mistakes. Mm-hmm. So you've got uh, so you've got Uber. There is Lyft, but do you have Jenna to dress a certain way? I'm no, nervous. you'll be just fine. Just have up. some money, <laughs> and you do not have to tip, but they sure do like it when you do. Oh, I, I tip. You can either tip. It's like it's like a minimum on, yeah. of a hundred dollar tip. And oh, it's my, a minimum. It's just hey, protocol. My tip, <laughs> my tip was going to oh, be Maria's take driving tip. lessons, buddy. Oh yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> it may That's be think. <laughs> he almost again. Go ahead. It made me think. There are a couple of other apps because I started to think about the apps that us normal people know about. Uber, Lyft would be examples. There are others. And then I thought, I wonder if Jerry knows. I got this idea, Maria, that he's always saying to me, "Oh, people think I've got a lot of money." I need to make some walking around money. I just need some, you know, walking around money. And I'd say, well, what about, so I wanted to mention to you tonight, why don't you and Mickey, and here's how Uber works, and here's how this app I'm going to tell you about works. If you're, uh, a friend of mine's an Uber driver. So he decided he wanted to drive Uber, so he went online, he got the Uber app, put it on his phone. That's step one. Step two, on the app, you can either be an Uber driver or get an Uber ride. You hit, I want to be an Uber driver, then and it takes you. That could be you, like a side job for me. It's what I'm saying. <laughs> but it would take you through there the you steps go. to become an Uber driver. They vet you. They do oh, vet well, you to make sure it. you're, you're <laughs> not a creep. Me, that's it. And that's where your trouble is going to come in here yeah. when you get to that. No, I but, can't pass any betting. <laughs> but <laughs> there is an app called, don't laugh, Warm Showers. Dot com. Here's what it is. <laughs> Don't go, oh, that sounds like weird. No. Yeah. Warmshowers.com is an app that you could go in like an Uber driver, go through the process, be vetted, and then cyclists or hikers, it's largely going to be bicyclists, yeah. who are touring across country or across states, can find you because their phone has a GPS, not your crappy flip phone, but a normal phone does, a modern phone. So they know where this warm showers place is, this home. They go there, they pay a few bucks, they get to go in and have a shower. Oh my gosh. Is it that Musicians could use this. Musicians could use this. Yeah. Like before gigs, you're you're touring through a different state. What about getting a shower in your own home? Well, well, if you're, if you're cycling across country or you're on the road, you, you don't have that. See, So you could be, well, you could use it either way. You could either get a warm shower <laughs> if you're somewhere. We are going to open our home to strangers coming by to take a shower. <laughs> I could show you. Well, let me get, no, Mi- no, let me we get Mickey will. on the phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm talking. We got, got this great idea. You're going to make some money. What, what $3 a shower? Uh, probably like that, yeah. Yeah, it's not. I, I, I'm trying to remember if it has a set amount or if it, you know, California is going to be more expensive than Norwood, Ohio, for example. Do, but, you, do you understand why you're at your income level? Yes, why I'm the, uh, 
producer or not. Yeah. I, why Do I don't have Judge Gene. Yeah. There's yeah. no Judge Gene show coming. And that's your point? Is, and that's well, your point. Well, my point is... <laughs> what is your what point? Did you, where did you come up with these ideas? I didn't. Somebody else came up with it. It's a brilliant idea. It's a brilliant... Warm... So I, I'm warm putting that out showers. there. Warm Everybody... How about flushing toilets next on Springer? <laughs> I never thought of that. <laughs> Wait a second. I never thought of that instead of going to... Okay, so... <laughs> wait a minute. Two nights ago, because of this project I'm working on, yeah. we'll talk about it in the next episode. Dead serious. Yeah. I used the public restroom in Augusta, Kentucky, late at night. So... And it, by the way, it was awesome. It, I mean, very what, clean restaurant. Look, I don't need to know. If you take Metamucil, <laughs> it always feels good. But, Jerry, why? You give me an idea. Jerry, hold on. What are you doing? Yeah, you about? give me an idea. So, you got warmshowers.com. Yeah. You got Hip Camp. Hip Camp is where people can sleep in your side yard. I talked to you about that. Oh, you good. need to open your home down in Sarasota, Florida, to Hip Camp. Oh, yeah. But the third one would be what would we call it? Uh, Poop.com or something. I don't know. <laughs> don't like visit Poop.com. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But Whatever some, you do, listeners, yeah, yeah. don't anyway. visit Poop.com. No, 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 no. Whatever. Don't go there. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm just trying to help you figure out how you can, you know, help people as well as make money. And I'm also trying to help you to know things you can do if you're on the road. If you're traveling and you... You need a place to sleep, and you got your tent, or you need... I can't tell you how many shower. times I've set up a tent. Do you know that tonight, because this project I'm doing, which we'll talk about on next episode, I'm sleeping in a tent tonight. I know, and I've seen I your... slept in a tent last night. I've seen your tent. Your tent is a big handkerchief. Yeah, I have. It's I no have, bigger than that. I, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's a, it's a small solo mountain because tent. Because when we went to the Whispering Beard um, Book Festival, yeah, yeah, I had that tent. A couple of years I had ago, eight, one of those tents. You, like I knew you had one of those uh, tents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was a. I go through tents like you, you go through step cashmere outside sweaters. To change your mind. Yeah. <laughs> but um, boom, hey. <laughs> so anyway. Um, <laughs> It, it, it's, you know, well, I, if I come up with others, I'll pass them your way. Oh, please because, don't. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to. You don't, don't. Hey, I, you know, there's a lot of chatter lately about Mueller's report and the aftermath of that reverberation. Some say missteps on the, on the administrative side with the attorney general. Now there's this clamor from some, from many, to have... Bob Mueller testified, the special counsel. What's yeah. the official counsel? The special counsel. Do you think he should be forced to testify? Do you think he should testify? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, last week, as we're taping this tonight, or as we're recording it tonight, not taping, as we're recording it tonight, um, it was a week ago that uh, uh, Mueller held a press not a press conference. He, well, he invited the press, but then he just made a statement and didn't take any questions. And in his statement, he said he, he hopes that this is the last time he speaks publicly about this whole investigation of Trump and Russian involvement in the American election. And 
the report which he filed a month ago, or now two months ago, the report that he filed, that that would, uh, that's his testimony. It's, he says it speaks for itself. So there's no reason for him to go before Congress and have to uh, testify, just read the report. Well, that is ridiculous. With all due respect to him, he's a very bright man, and he's heroic in terms of what he's done for our country, all the great things you can say about his character. But this is really a misstep. And the idea that this nation has spent just at least $35 million just on the actual salaries of the people that are put the report together that has been months and months and months in the making, $35 million for the most important question we can conceive of, which is whether or not the uh, president of the United States ought to be impeached or prosecuted, and now he's not going to testify just because he hands in a report? He required higher standards of all the people he investigated, but for the president. They had to show up in person. The, the statement always said was, you can make a written report, but until it raises questions, whatever your report is, whatever your answers are, there are then new questions that come about because of that. In other words, the very first question is, are you saying emphatically that the only reason you didn't indict Trump is because of the policy which says you can't indict a sitting president? Is that the reason? And not these double negatives. Well, we are not saying that he can't be, you know, uh, that, that he wasn't... Um, a conspirator, that he didn't violate the law. We're not saying that he, he is exonerated. We're just not saying, you know, that he isn't. And I, all he must testify. It has nothing to do with whether he's comfortable doing it. It has nothing to do, you know, this is a time to serve your country. You had the single most important job right then. So we want to have questions. We want answers. The American people, not behind closed doors, but in the open, we're entitled to hear who is this guy we got in the White House and should he stay there? And that's our decision. So don't you say. And then in the report, it even concludes that since they can't or won't indict a sitting president as a matter of policy, he then says it's up to the Congress to decide what to do, whether or not they'll impeach. Well, if you've just said it's up to the Congress to do that, how can you then say you won't testify before Congress? I mean, it makes no sense. And it really creates a feeling of, wow, there's something going on here. You can't trust the government. I mean, you talk about lack of respect for what's going on. Everything is done in secret. No one's answering subpoenas. They're just... We don't have a right to know. Like, we're just the, the crazy little mob, the little people. Don't worry about us. You guys in a private room decide what you're going to do with this country. This is what they should do. Now, I have been all over the lot on this um, impeachment question. You know, because it's hard to, for me, it's hard to really make a decision. When I think politically, I think, oh, geez, you know, it's better if we wait for the election. Uh, if we go through the process of impeachment, what if we wind up making a hero of Trump? 
just make him look like he's the victim, everyone's after him. You know, what are the political implications? But then, I don't know, someone was saying it, it, I don't know, it just suddenly snapped in my mind. The Constitution is not meant to be employed when it's politically advantageous. The Constitution clearly says that it's up to the U.S. Congress to make a decision to investigate a president and make a decision about impeachment. That is the one that is a responsibility that is clearly outlined in the Constitution. They don't talk about the issue of indictment. They do give the remedy that Congress, for high crimes and misdemeanors, may impeach a president and remove him from office then by a two-thirds vote in the Senate. So that is the Congress's responsibility Congress is not allowed to say, well, it's going to hurt us in the next election, so we're not going to do our job. You don't have a choice about that. They have to do it. So that's the first thing. There is now clearly legitimate reasons to investigate based on the 11 examples Mueller gave in his report of obstruction of justice. There is no question There are grounds to investigate, if not already impeach. Most of us would say you could already impeach him. But clearly, to move ahead with an investigation. And as such, the courts will be obliged to back up these subpoenas that right now Trump is telling all his people don't respond to them. By the way, we now have a new article of impeachment. I would argue that obstruction of justice has come since the report was issued. Regardless of what the report says, if you are now telling the attorney general, if you're now telling your former counsel, if you're now telling your aides that they are not allowed to answer a subpoena, that is obstruction of justice. So we now have a legitimate article of impeachment. Here's how I suggest, okay, so that's, as an American, and as a worshiper, as hopefully we all are, of our Constitution, that's the position on we ought to go ahead with the investigation and ultimately articles of impeachment, if that's what the investigation shows. But there's also a political wisdom, a conventional wisdom that I disagree with. And I didn't disagree in the beginning, but now I'm starting to think about it. You know, every Democrats were saying, oh, man, if, if we impeach him, as I said before, we're going to make him look like a victim. You know, there's no way we're going to get two-thirds of the Senate. That's not going to happen. So therefore, they'll go through the process, and then he'll be exonerated by the Senate. And he'll be able to say going into the election, see, they couldn't even do it. Here's what I think we should do. Hold the hearings immediately. If necessary, file articles of impeachment with reserving the right to add articles based on the investigation, on further evidence or crimes they may uncover. So it's not final. Do not set a date for the trial. Just file the articles initially, so that that clearly 
gives the courts no room to say that the subpoena doesn't have to be uh, adhered to immediately. The courts read the first line of the Constitution on that issue, which says Congress shall uh, decide to impeach if there are high crimes and misdemeanors. That gives Congress every right to subpoena people because that's what the investigation is. So that's what the filing of the articles immediately does. Now what we do, two separate things. If those of us old enough to remember Watergate, remember the impact of the summer of those televised hearings. The nation was transfixed. So if all of a sudden now, week after week, there are nationally televised uh, hearings with all these witnesses now having to come forward, not being able to say the president told me not to come. The court will enforce the subpoenas and jail, the court will jail those who don't show up. Won't have to be Congress. Now all of a sudden, the country starts to see more and more the evidence against the criminal activity of this president. Now, with that, here are the two kind of, well, maybe the craziest notion I have. And I'm just using him as an example. Just like congressional committees often hire a, a prosecutor to ask the questions and stuff, I would hire an Alan, an Alan Sorkin to draft a one-page narrative for the American people what all this is about. One of the problems we've had so far with all these investigations, with all the charges, with all the um, indictments coming down and the news every night is that it's scattered. One day it's his taxes, one day it's a deal with a hotel, another day it's a meeting with the Russians, another day it's Manafort. It's just all over the lot. And let's face it, almost no, I would say 99% of America has not read the 438 pages of the Mueller report, okay? So it's all, if you aren't a political junkie, you don't know the final points of what's going on. It's just a maze, and it's too easy to say, ah, that's politics, it's boring, they all do it, I'm just, what else is on tonight? Let's watch Judge Jerry. Okay. <laughs> so, but imagine if literally we came up with a one-page narrative, what this story is. Here's what the charge, here's what we think the president did. Here is why it is against our Constitution and why it threatens the security of the United States of America. Here is why we're upset, because if you have to pay your taxes, why shouldn't he? If you have to obey a subpoena, why shouldn't he? What if the whole nation went on strike and said, you know what, until he pays his taxes, until he follows the subpoena to him and his people, we're not going to answer our subpoenas. We're not paying our taxes. Everybody just have a national strike. In other words, write the narrative, very simple, so some person who doesn't pay a lot of attention to politics but who loves this country can say, you know what, that's right. He, this is not how a president should behave. So you have the televised hearings. You have the subpoenas that have to be followed. 
You have the narrative. And now, here's what I think is the final thing which makes all this work. At the very end, we'll just be a couple of months before the election. I think it's pretty obvious. It's very unlikely we're not going to get two-thirds of the Republican Senate to vote to remove him. It's unlikely. What's more likely is we'd get at least two or three Republicans to come over, which means that a majority of the United States Senate, as well as the Congress, believes this, pe- this president should be removed from office. Never mind the two-thirds, it's just that a majority believes it. So that could change. It's pretty hard to say I didn't do anything wrong when the majority of both houses believe you're a crook. More than that, this is what I'd like to do. I think when they finish the hearings or, or file the articles of impeachment, the final ones, they ought to give a declaration with it. Put in every newspaper in America, on the internet, clear declaration. And the declaration would say to the American people, we understand that the Republican votes will not be there to remove the president. Too many of them are afraid of being primaried. We understand that. But this issue is so important, rather than leaving it to the politicians, we want to leave this to you, the people. In two months, there's a general election. We have held these hearings. We have filed these articles of impeachment, which we will now formally remove, just like they did with Nixon. Remember, they had the articles of impeachment, but they talked him into resigning, so they removed it. Nothing says they can't remove the article, so you don't actually have the trial. There's no trial where Trump says, I was exonerated. But the American people have now been presented with the case of why he should be impeached. So you, the American people, when you go to the polls to vote on November such and such, you now have all the evidence in front of you. You make the decision if, based on this evidence, he should be removed as president of the United States by not giving him the other four years. In other words, you haven't done anything politically untoward. You have stated the case, which is their responsibility as a United States uh, Congress. That's their constitutional responsibility, and they didn't duck it. And now, so you don't think this is just a political fight, you, the people, decide. Here's the evidence. You've seen it. You vote. And I think I trust the American people because, remember, they didn't vote for Trump the first time. I repeat that. The American people did not vote for Trump the first time. He got wiped out by Hillary by three million votes. The Electoral College voted for Trump, but not the American people. Not by three million, which is hardly a nail-biter. So if they didn't vote for him the first time when they didn't know all this about him, they're certainly not going to vote this time when they do know everything about him. That is the way I think we should move And the American people will decide whether this man deserves to be president of the United States. All right, ladies and gentlemen, our uh, musical guest for the evening is uh, uh, an incredible musician that since she's put music out, she's been making waves uh, amongst many scenes. 
Um, she uh, just opened up for Hayes Carl here in Northern Kentucky over at the Southgate House Revival. Everybody, mm-hmm. welcome to the stage, Chelsea Nol- Nolan. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Chelsea. Uh, let us know what song you're going to sing us. Uh, I'm going to do a song I just wrote like a week or so ago. It's called Camelot Blues, um, like the cigarettes, Camelot Blues. Uh, I don't smoke, though, so that's weird. But um, <laughs> I wrote the chorus in a dream one night, and that's weird, too. But, uh, <laughs> but I woke up, and... Uh, ran in the living room and was like, oh my gosh, I think this is going to be a song. And then I had a crappy week and it kind of went all together because I was like, well, I don't smoke, but it makes me really want to have a cigarette. (laughs) 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 But yeah, it's Camelot Blues. Always waking up on the wrong side of the bed But this room ain't real big And that's the only path I have lived Between the piles of clothes that I gotta clean And all this junk that I don't really need It's true I got the Camelot Piece of me, it's true. I 
Someone starts to sing, and about four words come out of her mouth, and you go, holy crap, she can really <laughs> sing. That's like Janis Joplin. Oh, that's, that's exactly what I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> you are excellent. Thank you. That is, that nice. is. And you don't, we don't need that mic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, we do. We could, we could have saved on electricity. You know? It'll sound oh, better. Don't worry. It's that's just my sense. money. Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you, Chelsea. That was that awesome. Is, yeah, that is superb. You. You, you. you are a talent. I appreciate that. So what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> There's this guy, some people know him. I figured I'd come sing for him. Jerry something. Hey. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh do, Jerry. Do you, do you know how to drive Uber? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know if you want to if you want to really go there, but my brother and I have had a conversation about this in the last week. Um, I'm from a town that just went wet, so that means we just got out of Prohibition last year. Oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> what town is it? It's, uh, in it's in the Red River Gorge, yeah, oh, Powell man. County, Stanton, really? yeah. Right. Uh, but <laughs> we were talking, and I was like, man, we need an Uber service, but because they're starting to do like open mics and karaoke and it's getting real yeah. weird over there. <laughs> <laughs> if they're doing karaoke, oh wow. <laughs> you have no idea, there's like half a stoplight in this town and we got karaoke, so yeah. it's... Uh, <laughs> but uh, I was like, hey, we should start an Uber service, but you have to have real nice cars to have Ubers and we don't have that, so yeah. we should start a Goober service. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, <laughs> you call in on the local tradio and, and, yeah. and run an ad for like a, a, a wagon ride or a piggyback yeah. ride or yeah. something. I don't know. Yeah, you, Goober. Oh, that's your new one. That sounds like a James <laughs> Gallon idea. Yeah. That's great. We'll come back and give you a piggyback ride. Ten bucks a mile. All right. <laughs> Chelsea, will you let us know and, and our audience too where uh, we can hear more of your music? And I think yeah. you, I read somewhere you just came out with an album, right? Yeah, in October. Um, awesome. That was pretty cool. Yeah. It's weird to have something that I can sell to people. And you have yeah. some of those, do you have some of those with you tonight? <laughs> yeah, I've got every, whatever nice. you want, I'll sell it. I'll sell you my boots, my pants. <laughs> Testing, one, two, yeah. one, two. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you can go to my website, ChelseaNolanMusic.com. And spell that, Chelsea. C-H-E-L-S-E-A-N-O-L-A-N-Music.com. Awesome. Uh, and then I got Facebook, and my face is on it. You, it looks just like this. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's me. Awesome. 
I bet you're regretting this already. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea, will you take us out on yeah. uh, down by the riverside? I'd love maybe, to. Maybe let Jerry take a verse. Oh, man. <laughs> this is going downhill. <laughs> I'm gonna lay down my heavy load Down by the riverside Down by the riverside Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. Thanks to Patrick Kennedy for writing our opening song and to you for listening. Check out our website at jerryspringer.com. Yeah.